this week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. A bed. A monster. An unexplained chicken in a cage. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 80s horror anthology television show, Monsters, and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss. With me at the table are my two best friends in the whole wide world, Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Yay! Yay. Hi, Matt. Hi. Hi, Jen. Hi, Matt. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone out there in Transmissions land. Yeah. Uh, If this is your first time joining us, here's what we do around these parts. We watch anthology horror television shows. Uh, So we've watched Tales from the Dark Side. Mm -hmm. We are currently watching Monsters. Every episode is different, and today is no exception. No exception, Matt. (laughs) Uh, Today, we watched an episode called... Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk. Uh, We guess what this episode is about based on title alone. We don't use anything else. We don't know what this episode's about. No, there's no technology. There's no, you know, system of charts and graphs. No, there's only our guts. And the name of the show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So who would like to go first? Uh, I can go. Mm. Pillow talk. When the customers leave and the lights go out at Macy's, the talk starts in the furniture department. The pillow talk. But what happens when this haunted furniture ends up in your home? Ooh. Mm. Super close. Super close. Super duper close. Uh, I can go next. Okay. It's hard to talk with a pillow over your face. Is the last words the pillow talk killer says to you <laughs> as Lady in Red plays in the background. <laughs> Up next, the quiet storm. <laughs> Maddie. All right. Uh, pillow talk. Fortin Gulliver, proprietor of yourpillow.com, there he has is. been running <laughs> has been running into major trouble with people leaving online reviews with one star. Close to the point of bankruptcy and desperate for answers, Fortin begins his descent into the underworld of online reviews, looking for the people responsible, and ends with bloody vengeance. Whoa! That's a great story. I like it. That's a great modern horror story. This is one of those rare instances where all three of these will be better episodes than what we just watched. (laughs) I don't know. I was very entertained by this episode. It was... (laughs) I can't wait to talk about this guy and his acting. Yeah. But we'll we'll get to that. And because unfortunately, unfortunately, none of these guesses were 100% correct. So, Jen, hit us up with those sweet deets. Sweet deets. Uh, all right. This is season one, episode 10 of Monsters. This episode is entitled Pillow Talk. It aired on December 24th, 1988. Hmm. Oh, it was the Christmas episode, yeah, clearly. Christmas. Here is the description from IMDb. IMDb. A man goes to great lengths to keep his bed possessed by a Lovecraftian night. Wait a minute. <clears throat> a man goes to great lengths to keep his bed possessed by a Lovecraftian nightmare full. That's a poorly constructed sentence. sentence. Whoa. Yeah. The man goes to great lengths to keep, to keep his, his bed, bed possessed. Comma. It should be comma possessed <laughs> by a Lovecraftian nightmare, comma, comma. 
full. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Not he is not trying to keep his bed full of Lovecraftian nightmares. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. That's what I was trying. Yeah. His bed. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, keep shoveling my, them in. This old bed. <laughs> yeah. It's filled with Lovecraftian yeah. nightmares. <laughs> but an assertive. It's adjustable. <laughs> if you look over there, there's a Cthulhu. Yeah, it's a Cthulhu-matic. <laughs> but an assertive female writer who seems to fancy him challenges his status quo. This episode was directed by Carl Stein. This is Carl Stein's only IMDb credit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Written by David O'Dell. David O'Dell has written a ton of stuff. Uh, he wrote the episode of uh, Tales, uh, No Strings. Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm made of meat. Yes. <laughs> but he also wrote the Masters of the Universe movie, the Dark Crystal 48 episodes of The Muppet Show, uh, and the crap. movie Supergirl. Wow. Oh, yeah. Ooh, so, so what he, have you done with your life, He had guys? some serious bombs. Yeah. <laughs> Barbara was played by Ruth DeSosa. She had small roles in planes, trains, and automobiles. She was in Hook. Um, lots of TV and lots of small movie roles. Everybody in this looked vaguely familiar. Yes. Yeah. These are all like pretty hardcore character actors. Uh, John Deal played Miles Mangus. Uh, he was in tons of television shows. He was in uh, many episodes of Miami Vice's Detective Larry Zito. Um, lots of small roles again in television and film. Vicky was played by Mary Warnerov, uh, best known as Audrey, the scientist from Night of the Comet. She was also in Warlock. She was in House of the Devil. Uh, tons of character acting roles throughout the years. And uh, yeah, that's I guess that's about about it for as far as episode goes and casts and people who do things. People in it and stuff. Uh. Hey, honey, it's family hour. I'm walking here. Oh, it's this again. Crispy Critters, my favorite. What? Oh. Oh, look, it's Monsters, our favorite show. Forget about it. Hey, shh, it's starting. Let's it's watch also, it. Let's watch it. Yeah, <laughs> you, I oughta. Oh, you can't to me yet. I'm a preteen. <laughs> uh, the door from the Monsters swings wide open. <laughs> By the way, that monster's theme was written by Donald Rubenstein. Thank you, Donald Rubenstein. Uh, we open to a pretty subtle end of the first date mm -hmm. outside of the apartment hijinks. Why, there's Doris Day and Rock Hudson, and they're just... Wait, what, huh? <laughs> we, we couldn't get them. Oh, who did we get? Uh, we... <laughs> We got a Devo reject in a V costume. <laughs> Will that work? Oh, you mean the poor man's John Cusack? <laughs> are, yeah. you, are you guys talking about the Mirror Universe version of John Boy Walton? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Oh, cool. I hope I hope he's with a woman of high society and not some <laughs> ditzy dame who's ready to spread her legs at the word hello. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it's, that's 100% who we got. Oh, son of a gun. Okay, well, they're... Uh, they're we have an exposition bomb right at the top. Uh, they're going back to his place, and she is saying, everyone who loves, who knows horror loves you. Uh, and he says, well, the Bible still outsells me. This... 
episode has four different musical scores going at any moment. You are one, one of those being the uh, the commercial for Soul Glow. Yeah. I'm blowing it, but I do write later in my notes. I'm like, wait, should my tongue be in my cheek? This episode does not know. Yeah, It doesn't. I'm like, no. wait, am, is this comedy? The way he says the line about the Bible still outsells me and there's like. But underneath that is a theremin from Frankenstein. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the Red Shoe Diary music next to it. It is. It, it's, it's so a, weird. It's a cavalcade of it sound. Is. Sparking many emotions. Yeah. But the only emotion you need to have is, whoa, what is this room we just <laughs> entered? <laughs> we all wrote down specific things, but we enter his boudoir, for lack of a better term, and the, pa- the camera does this amazing pan, and we are dumbfounded. So dumbfounded, we paused it and then rewinded it. Rewound is the actual word. Rewinded, sure. Uh, we rewound it and watched it again, and we all wrote our own things oh. that we I noticed. I could only write a list of facts <laughs> because this was so bizarre. It is, so in the center of the room, there is a multi-step faux marble dais with a bed on top of it. The bed is covered in animal fabrics and different animal prints um and then there is a mask oh hanging over the bed it's sort of like an 80s tribal chic it it has a lot going on matt how did you describe it? i wrote it uh, here's what i said i said it is a 13 year old boy's idea of a sexy room <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep. Where it's like oh i don't know it's got a sex pedestal uh, masks Fur, a zebra, and a computer. <laughs> How did you describe it, Matt? Uh, I said that it was a marble ziggurat to fucksmanship <laughs> with sad Dr. Doom's face <laughs> over it. Oh, God. Have you ever had sex in a ziggurat? <laughs> wow. Why is Dr. Doom crying? <laughs> uh, he couldn't catch the Fantastic Four. Aww. Mr. Mr. Fantastic gave him the slip. Uh, I am dumbfounded by this room. This room makes no sense whatsoever. This is a room of a gigolo. And this guy is the coldest fish. I don't even know that this is the room of a a gigolo. This room doesn't make sense. You know that scene in Coming to America... Yes. 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 That's what this is. Where they go into the landlord's room and it's a 70s fuck palace. Yeah. That's what this room is. It's, yeah. It is totally a guy's idea of what sexy is. It's an alien's idea of what sexy it's is. It's somebody who's never touched a woman in their life. Yeah. And it got everything from the stag house. It's so bizarre. So she's walking around this w- weird apartment. And she is D-T-F. She is throwing it out there hard. She basically is like, I don't know if it's because of his status. I don't know what, or just well, that. See, she, I think she said that she was like a huge fan yeah. or something. So yeah. it is the status. It is. They're making it sound like he's he's like a Stephen King level horror writer. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah, The Curse of the Mutilated being one of his books. He's not, his social skills are not great. He says things like, Marcel Proust used to write in bed. Do you want a beer? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry, I can't stop. I just got aroused. (laughs) Uh, Hey, um, you just, um, you're moving too fast. (sighs) Yeah, so she's beckoned him to the couch by now. Uh, and he is, she's really throwing it out there, and he is, he's uncomfortable. 100% uncomfortable. Yeah, he doesn't like that she's moving too fast. I, and it's at this point, I'm wondering, boy, which one of them is weirder? And then, I have a list of questions. A, which one of them is weirder? B, why is he wearing a V uniform? <laughs> C, why are there 40 styles of music playing? <laughs> C, why is there a chicken in a cage? <laughs> Now, this question stopped us dead in our track, because much like the little boy on set of two men and a baby, three men and a baby, yeah. this chicken in a cage is never addressed. Never. I just, I realized that at the as we went to sit down, I was like, they never talked about the chicken. No, they didn't. You can't, it's like a smoking, you can't have a chicken in a cage in the first act and, and not never have, is it in the third, yeah. yeah. And not have it and go not have it go off bop, bop, in, the <laughs> in the third. There's only like four pieces of furniture in this apartment. You would think she would say, "Oh, that's a nice chicken in a cage." In a cage. Or, "Oh, why that's funny. There? Why is there a chicken in the cage? Yeah. Why? What was that doing there?" So I, I think it was meant to. F- well, well. Uh, spoil it, Matt. It's fine. I, I think it was meant to feed the bed. I thought so too, but that was never explained. Well, Why but wasn't he just... yeah, I mean, like th- this, chickens are not the quietest birds. No, so oh, no. you would you would think that this woman would notice that there's a rooster in the room. Let but... me just say, as somebody who had a bird in their house for a a, a short oh, period right, of time, right, 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 they are filthy. Yeah, birds yeah. like. Cats are their own version of filthy. Dogs will get hair everywhere, sure. so they're their own version. But birds cover everything in a fine silt, mm-hmm. and they they just crap. They are. If you're a bird person, good for you. I couldn't hang. <laughs> also, this is like this is like a cage for a budgie or something. Like this 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 chicken couldn't turn around in yeah, this cage. No, this, this chicken was this is a Kentucky, Yeah, this what? is a Kentucky Why Fried Chicken a Cage. Chicken in the cage? <laughs> Why is that chicken in the cage is a question that monsters will never answer. <laughs> it's one of the most insane things I've ever seen. Just a casual chicken in a cage. <laughs> and no one no one, no one no one acknowledges it's even there. Oh, it made me insane. I was like, when is the chicken coming back? All right, we've had another act break. Where's the chicken? <laughs> so he is, is that Wes Craven movie uh, about the rainbow in the chicken? Yeah. <laughs> the serpent and the, the chicken in ra- the rainbow. <laughs> so they're over. So sort of walking towards the bed. I think. But he's, they're walking backward to the like. This was the most awkward seduction I have ever seen. They slowly walk backward to the bed, and then they they kind of fall on it, and that's when she starts to disrobe. And they have the classic exchange of all boy meets girl moments. The, hey, why do you like me? 
Right. I mean, this is a real meat cute. Yeah. <laughs> Except they've already met and it's not cute at yeah. all. Why well, do you like me? I have an aching, aching void, void inside. inside. <laughs> no, I, no. I am definitely going to use honest, that. I, I am, guess. I'm yeah. definitely going to use that on my next date yeah. that I want I mean, to fail. That is a pickup line for many Sylvia Plath types. <laughs> <laughs> it worked on V. <laughs> this this girl seems like a real horn dog. <laughs> and she's kind of just like, your pulse was enough. Because yeah. <laughs> she is in her bra. She's wearing... I mean, let's face it. If I was 13, 14 mm-hmm. watching this, I would have been like... It's thwap vision Oh, I couldn't... Oh, oh. I wouldn't be able to believe yeah. the, the sexiness that was happening yeah. here. You can see her underwear. Oh. Which are the like the, the silky 80s shorts. But right. nonetheless... Mm-hmm. Didn't matter. Well, it, yeah, it didn't really matter because she was wearing a bra. Yeah, and and he it, also starts. To, she takes off her sweater and hands it to him. He starts to fondle it, kind of Ed Wood style. Right, like oh, <laughs> finally Angora. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let me smell this. Mm, delicious. Yeah. He tells her to just lay back in the bed, and he is going to take care of everything. Now, of all the moments in the world, this one. No joke, before the bed eats the girl is probably the most real sexual moment of anything I've ever seen where he where he has to awkwardly lower the sheets. Yes. <laughs> there is a part of me that's just like, yeah, that part's weird yeah. always. <laughs> Lowering the sheets is a real mood killer. Yeah. Lowering sheets and taking off socks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Please block out the next 20 seconds. (laughs) Remember that energy we had going on. Pulling down the sheets, dusting them off a little. (laughs) (laughs) There seems to be a lot of mucus on these. You have to to subtly check to see if one of your cats barfed. (laughs) Like everything in that moment. Just that moment, yeah. I was like, this is the realest television I've <laughs> ever seen. Uh, this is the point where the bed growls. Right. And she sticks her hand in the bed and pulls up a handful of goo. goo right. Of and, ultra slime, basically. And give me just a second, because uh, this is right when the episode becomes La Blue Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's tentacle, tentacle, tentacle. Yes. He's got he's got a full sarlacopedic. <laughs> uh, she is now getting kind of hokey tentacles. Mm-hmm. I mean, the effects were fine. I didn't have. It was fine. I th- I actually I liked it. I thought it was a cool. I thought she played it very well. Mm-hmm. She could have been a real scream queen. Yeah. She could have really. Yeah, she had that bubbly blonde, you know, but also with the. Yes, exactly. Yeah. She was great in this. Mm -hmm. And she, much like a wrestler. Gone too soon. Sold. Yes. (laughs) Much like a wrestler. (laughs) Gone too soon. (laughs) With horrible pain. (laughs) And sold. But sold a bit. Yeah. She sold that bed. Yeah. You know, it was like an Ed Wood. Yeah. It was like wrestling with the unpowered octopus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she really, really, she made that that bed sing. Mm-hmm. And um, poor man John Cusack is just standing there like, yep. Told you I'd feed you. Just got to just gotta watch this happen. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, I wonder why that chicken was here. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, hey, uh, sex pot, leave your heels on. Perfect. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was a cool death. Probably, from all the shows, top three death. Yeah. I thought it was neat. Top three death, for sure. I mean, it wasn't the Nightmare on Elm Street blood spraying up in the ceiling, yeah. Johnny Depp, but uh, but no, it was cool. Yeah. But for monsters and tales from the yes. dark side, yeah. this was high theater. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and once he says the line about, I'm going to feed you. Dan. That's the act break. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back with more uh, transmissions from the dark side after this. Because I'll take it to new one. I've been using the Sobacaro pillow almost two and a half years now. And I intend to use it for the rest of my life. It's time to experience the ancient secret from the Orient that over 8 million people have already discovered. Introducing the new Sobakawa pillow. Do you have trouble sleeping? Do you wake with neck, back, or shoulder pain? If you're like most people, you would give anything to get a good night's sleep. Well, the Sobakawa pillow can help you eliminate sleepless nights forever. Now you can experience the magical benefits of the new Sobakawa pillow, and you'll see how other pillows fall short of the promise of a good night's sleep. The Sobakawa pillow has the unique ability to instantly adjust to the exact shape of your neck and spine for perfect support. You have seen how other expensive pillows don't give you the support you need and how the buckwheat husk design of the new Sobakawa pillow does. While other pillow fillings are actually conductors of heat, leaving your head hot at night, the Sobakawa pillow also offers a unique natural cooling effect. This leaves your head feeling cool and comfortable. Watch this amazing demonstration. Other pillows can't absorb the shock of this 10-pound bowling ball being dropped over glass, but the new Sobakawa pillow absorbs its full impact. The over 8 million Sobakawa pillow users agree. The Sobakawa pillow offers perfect support, cooling comfort, and the best night's sleep. The Sobakawa pillow is the last pillow you'll ever have to buy. It'll outlast ordinary pillows, plus it comes with a complete satisfaction guarantee. I am so glad I could help so many millions of people through this Sobakawa pillow. I personally guarantee this pillow will change your life. People pay hundreds of dollars for pillows that don't offer the comfort, support, or the cooling effects of the Sobakawa pillow. When you order, you'll receive the incredible new Sobakawa pillow, now two and a half times larger, a $75 value. Some people just can't get to sleep. There's got to be a better way. Oh, pillows seem stupid. <laughs> Stop eating the pillow, miss. Why is my pillow on fire every morning? <laughs> Oh, the Sobakawa pillow only gives you a great night's sleep with the taste of racism. <laughs> Are we back, Matt? And we're back. Cut we're to next day, I guess. Next day, next week, next yeah. night. He's bringing another baby another back. Another night, another dream, but always you. It's like a vision of love seems to be true. Another night, another dream, and who are you? You seem like a lady that's going to get by the bed. It's true. In my night, in a dream. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're back. Whereas the last one was like, was like the Giggly. human embodiment of cotton candy. <laughs> this one is like designing women. Th I, that's what I wrote yeah. down. I'm like, this lady is a is a Linda Carter's body double. Linda, Linda, what is it? Linda? No, uh, it was uh, Linda Evans. No, no, it began with a D. Dixie, not Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Take two. 
She looked like Dixie Carter's stunt woman from yes. Designing Women. <laughs> well, that show was really stunt heavy. So, <laughs> right. Well, I remember when they were like selling all those clothes. And then they had to go through all those plate glass windows. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. fighting all, the mafia. They continually had to get boxes of their clothes out of burning buildings. Yeah. <laughs> we're designing women. And run, run, run. Boom. Uh, yeah. They always were walking away from yeah. explosions. So she is, she seems like she's a sharper cookie. She is nonplussed by his sex pedestal. Mm-hmm. His ziggurat of. She's, she's come up to see his 200 books. I've heard about these books. I can't believe you have 200 books. It's like a, like, like a, one shelf of a library. Yeah, here. like sort of the back end of a bookstore. So she starts looking through the books and she's seeing. Maple like, Thorpe. Maple Thorpe. <laughs> Maple Thorpe. <laughs> uh, the anarchist cookbook. <laughs> and mein Kampf. <laughs> and then uh, the German versions of his own book. Yeah. <laughs> the bell jar uh he is trying to put the hard sell on her and she is super not into it yeah well this guy's hard sell is like an instant oh i'm sorry my friends need me right (laughs) (laughs) hey when when your pickup line is the first time i saw you eating shrimp at the buffet (laughs) i knew i had to talk to you i was like buffet table eating shrimp yeah like is is that a is that a neg is it is it not an egg? I, I thought I it was. Know. I thought it was the humor of the episode. Again, I wrote. Well, this is exactly yeah. where I wrote. Is my tongue supposed to be right in my cheek? Because now he seems like a buffoon. I think. I think the writer of this episode understood that this premise was silly. This is this is deathbed, the bed that eats people. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have some fun with it. I think, it, and we'll get to it in the writer's room, I think then, in that case, you need to take it further, make it sillier. Mm-hmm. Right, because they just danced the line with a, right. with a couple. And maybe I'm wrong, though. Maybe, maybe if you made it too silly, it would just be stupid. Uh, Instead of mostly stupid, like this one was. Well, okay. I don't know. I really don't, and we, I guess we'll talk about it in the writer's room, but the episode dances it. If they would have hard committed it to being deathbed the bed mm-hmm. that eats people, then I just want a scene where there's throwing women into the bed. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Or yeah, they could have had a montage where it's just woman after woman after woman going into the bed. And, and then show his face like, just like Little Shop of Horrors. I was just going to say, yeah, the, the sort of tongue-in-cheek of Little Shop. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't doesn't quite get there. It doesn't go there, and then it tries to go back to the horror tropes, mm-hmm. and it's like, eh, a little too little too late. Doesn't quite know what it wants to be. Like, if it would have been... Do you need a second? If it would have been more like Night of the Creeps... Yes. Or something like that, but it, it just kind of didn't work. And this, ex- and this exchange really shows how much the man, the male actor is over is like he is outacted at every turn. Yeah, she's great. By, by this woman. And I I mean he's supposed to be playing a weirdo, but yeah. he's he, I think it's art imitating life a bit too much. I think he's just <laughs> his he's a little too flat. Well, there is a lot that happens in this 
but there's a, a lot of nothing that happens right. in this. Basically, she is running the show. Right. She gets on the bed. She she basically explains that she saw him, was like, oh, I got to find out what makes this weirdo tick, <laughs> and then wanted to get up to his place so she could ransack it. So she starts snooping through his, his stuff. In front of him. Yeah. And finds like loose papers or whatever, mm-hmm. starts to read from what he says is a new manuscript. Mm-hmm. But like, let's obvious, let's be obvious here, or let's be clear here. This is obviously like an exposition dump. Yeah, where she's reading from his diary and he's talking about how he he's been enslaved for some time by an alien creature. Yes, by the what is the called master. The, the master. master. Yes. And she has, by this point, plopped on his quote-unquote waterbed to read this book. So you're like, mm-hmm. oh, she's going to get fucking it. And you start hearing the, like... <laughs> when I hear these sounds, I'm like, all right, well, I guess the fur thing on top is the protective layer. Mm. Like the top of the Tupperware lid. Sure. And inside of the Tupperware is where the spider is. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, that's the leap yeah. that they're basically... Like there's no. It's fine. That works for me. But then they introduce this concept where now she is going underneath and she's pulling out shoes. She's at the foot of the bed pulling things out. I think the top of the bed is where the mouth is because that's where Honey Baby got eaten. But the bottom is is the poop chute where seconds and irregulars come out. So like the sweater and the, the shoe and stuff. You're positing. That this whole creature's digestive tract, from mouth to beehole, mm-hmm. is is all in the front, mm-hmm. and is bed size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. It follows. Thank you. Yeah. In the movie, actually. No, I'm gonna be murdered. <laughs> I see somebody over there. Um, I uh, oh, see. I had a problem with that. I thought okay. it was looking at her in the bed. The first girl that gets killed. I thought she went down the whole thing. It I mean it it did look kind of like um the the mouth went the the whole length, but we don't know we don't know how this thing is set up. Maybe it like poops out of its mouth. Because mm. I thought they were making the burp sounds, which led us to uh the poor man's John Cusack saying like oh, I shouldn't, oh, have, I had shouldn't have eaten that bean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you here, Baron. Yeah. No, no, you <laughs> won't. Yes, I will. No. no. Um, I am not really that upset about this, but I thought that if it could get rid of the shoes, mm-hmm. it could get rid of a blanket. Yeah. And it could just eat her. Well, it's got tentacles that come out, like the Sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. It, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know what it sounds like? So this like? broke the reality of it for you. It yeah. really <laughs> snapped me out. I mean, what kind of cosmic horror is this? <laughs> well, I mean, how do you know that it doesn't get cold, Matt? Maybe that's maybe yeah. that's what it is. Maybe this was like its My shirt. My tiny tentacles are cold. I, it pulls it up over itself because it just <laughs> doesn't want to get up today. Oh, Mondays. Oh, Mondays. <laughs> Oh, there you were eating shrimp at a buffet, <laughs> and here I was freezing. I left you with a perfectly good blonde. <laughs> oh, please, mister. Don't ever think about how people see you enter into this place and then never leave <laughs> and then go missing. 
All right. All right. I, I digress. But she is like, hey, you know what? I'll have one of those I'll beers. I'll take that beer right now. And uh, I don't drink anything cold. Well, yeah, I don't drink anything cold. So please run it under the hot tap. Yeah. So this doesn't seem weird to him at all. <laughs> one warm. He, he walk, <laughs> yeah. He walks over to the fridge. He's running the beer under the uh, under the tap, and then he he turns around to say something. Like, have, it's comical. It's almost like. Yeah. Uh, let me just turn my back for a moment. Door slam. I mean, it was it was it was a Simpsons bit. Yeah. And then what does he do, Maddie? What does he do? Oh, geez. I don't remember. What did he do? Oh, it's a full Darth Vader. No. <laughs> you goonie. <laughs> yes. He yells Vicky the top of his lungs. Now he's got some emotion. Now she's got his attention. And now we got another act break. Bing bong. We'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Bing bong. Guess who's at the door? It's an act break. Now I lay me down to sleep, and I pray my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I'll come for you, and your soul I'll take. Deathbed. Say your prayers. Rated R. Oh, oh that was a hot trailer. That looks amazing. That is a movie. <sighs> Deathbed. The bed that eats. And we're back. We're all in shock after Deathbed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. That was a scary skeleton. That was so scary. That skeleton that popped skeleton. up. First it was a weighty, and then it became a skeleton. And then it eyes are red, and then it the scared skeleton me. skeleton was mad at me. And then he goes, oh, I'm a deathbed. I'm here to kill you. And then he went, wow, I'm a pirate. And then the pirate <laughs> slit his throat, and then rum came out, and Captain Jack Sparrow drank it. And then and then the bed was a boat, and then the bed, uh, the sheets fell off, and then the... And, and Bill Nye was there for no reason. <laughs> and then he said, that's not a knife, this is a knife, and then his, his skeleton feet were cold. And just like the tentacles of the bed monster. All right, we're back. Okay. Um, guys, you know what? You know what I'm into? Oop. Having maniacs enter my home and toss the place. <laughs> well, he's he is currently he's on his bed, and he is talking to uh, he's talking to the bed, and he's having a, a real nighttime freakout. Oh, that's right. He's well, and he was also like gently stroking the bed. I don't yeah. know if you noticed that or not. Because the bed is his master, and he loves the bed. Yes. Um, and so this is where we find out that uh, all his books are actually the dreams that the bed has. That it recounts to him, mm -hmm. so that he can write it for a book. Yeah, and he is he is monologuing now about how she has my diary, and people will know about us, and he's gonna find her. And she, here's she thinks she's so smart, not not telling me her last name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you poor incel. Uh, <laughs> 
but he's got plans to find her. Uh, and then his phone rings. Hey, it's me, Vicky. Hey, it's Vicky. You want to come over and hang out? He is pissed. It's great. He's like seething during yeah. this phone call. And she's just like, yeah, I took it. Yeah. I'm just going to stop read it. I'm just going to stop reading it. Yeah. What a real page turner. Yeah. Anyway, why don't you come over and see me? Here's my address. 555 Five Avenue. Yeah. See you in 30 seconds. See you in $2. Goodbye, nosebleed, pass out. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, when you pull up, you might notice that it is definitely a sound stage. So don't slam the door too hard because it'll wobble like we're watching Dark Shadows. <laughs> well, wobble, wobble. Here comes the entrance of a lifetime. All right, where is it? <laughs> Matt, maybe you should play it because I, this... <laughs> This delivery was so great. This oh. this delivery is insane. Yeah. This is a man whose grip with reality has gone far away. And he's like, okay, here we go. And by the way, her outfit. Let's get to that. Let's. Oh, <laughs> about the argument we had over her yeah. outfit. Yeah. We'll get to that in just a moment. But please notice the subtle acting of the poor man's John Cusack. All right, where is it? (laughs) (laughs) I think I nailed it, guys. Oh, you did great. Uh, so she's making excuses sort of about why she took it, but uh, and he's he's straight tossing the place. He is, and she's being super nonchalant. Yeah. He yeah, is in no her business deal. a million percent. Yeah. He goes into the bra drawer, takes those just out. flinging shit around. Because again, this is a sex romp. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know it because nobody else does. Right. But this is a real sex camp comedy And she's romp. explaining that she just loved this, and she just wants to collaborate with him. Sweet yeah, collabo. She's, she's got writer's block, and horror's where the action is anyway. Yeah. And the other thing she has is something that she's wearing that we don't know if it's a dress or a robe. All we know... Is it sateen? Sateen. And, and shoulder pads. And crosses in the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Belted? Belted. It looked like it had a belt. Yes. So sateen, uh, crossing the front, belt. Those are like three notches for the um, for the robe, in the robe column. However, shoulder pads, mm-hmm. that's like a dress. And she's wearing heels. And she's wearing, wearing heels. heels. And instead of uh, poofed slippers. Yes. Uh, so that makes me think dress. Yeah, I I personally thought dress, but that's that's just me. The world may never know. Yeah, that's much like a chicken, chicken in, a in a cage. Like a chicken in a cage. <laughs> like What's a, happening here? Like yeah. a bird on a wire. <laughs> like a ki- chicken in a cage on the set of monsters. <laughs> um. Finally, he calms down when he gets told by her where she knows where his mm-hmm. papers are. And they start to have the conversation about the master. Yes, because she read it, and he's talking about how his character can't escape the master. This is all very thinly veiled. Yeah. yeah. This is clearly him. This is insanity. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's like, so the master, see the only master? Yes, he's the master. He's the only one. He's before time. He he remembers the dinosaurs and Atlantis and monkeys starting fires. 
He remembers that chicken in a cage. He, he too, has seen the beginning of 2001, A Space Odyssey. She is like, well, you ever think there might be another one? To which I'm like, well, that's a red flag. Mm -hmm. Because I figured out there was another one an act ago. (laughs) To his credit, he is is sitting on the bed. She tells him to push him back on the bed, tells him to relax a little bit. And she's asking these questions about uh, uh, how weird it is that there's no other master. To his credit, and to the episode's credit, he He pulls back the sheets a little bit, checks. He's just on a normal bed. He's on a sort of perfect sleep. Good. Clever. Now, what do we do? Well, I guess I can relax a little bit. Yeah, she she goes and changes, comes out in like a sexy nightgown. Dude, the sexiest. Once again, yeah. 80s and 90s. Sexy, oy, 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 oy. Height of sexiness is a woman in thigh highs with garters. Yep. I mean, she looks like the beginning of Silk Stockings. Yes. Right. She is a Red Shoe Diary episode unto herself. Mm-hmm. So she is she is trying to get him to, to make it sound like, you know, maybe he could be in a partnership and in a relationship with, with her. And they, mm-hmm. they kiss. Um, and they're on the bed. And she asks him, hey, could you just go to the fridge and get me an ice cold beer? Which is funny because we've already established she does not like, like ice cold beer. She established that in the room with a chicken with a cage that we never understood. So he says, sure, like a dope, walks over there, opens the <laughs> opens the fridge door. He is it, He gets zooled. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's he's he gets looking zooled by old puss puss. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He reaches in and gets a beer, and he's like looking at it, like uh, 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 not paying attention to the fact that there is a goddamn monster in hey, the. Hey, why does that pot roast look like the master? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I wonder. I wonder if this raw tentacled. <laughs> and then he gets pulled into the giant fridge vagina, and the Benny Hill theme starts to <laughs> yep. play. And then the fridge door pops open again. And it spits out a shoe. And she says, you're right, Miles. It probably wouldn't have worked out. The end. Uh, Let's go to the writer's room. Is there... How would we have fixed this if we would have fixed it? Tell us what the goddamn chicken was for. Yeah, that chicken... What if what if somebody just left a chicken there? What if like the set dresser was like, oh, shit, I forgot to take that chicken in the cage out of here. Uh, Only got one take, guys. Yeah. What? Okay. Here's the thing. I liked this episode. I did too. Yeah. It was, too. It, was it was dumb. So, it was so insane, a premise, and so insane in execution that it had its own charm. It was fun. It had like the beginning, middle, and end that, you know, that I wanted from something. It had a comeuppance for uh for this murderer, basically. Mm-hmm. Um by a better murderer. Yeah. By femme fatale who gets him in the end. I I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I guess if it was acted a little bit better, it wouldn't be so bad. Maybe maybe replacing the male lead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because the women were good. The women were really good. I would have liked him to be smoother. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't get how he would be getting so many women back. 
This, this would be yeah. one emaciated master if this is relying on right. his yeah. I would have liked him to be more supercilious, yeah. more like just the, a guy in control that yeah. doesn't think he's going to get duped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But instead, he comes off like very wooden, mm-hmm. very henpecked by the master. Yeah. Well, I actually wrote in the first act, is he a robot? Right. Yeah. All right, Jen, give us a scale. Uh, one to ten ice cold beers. No, no, sorry, excuse me. One to ten chicken in, chickens in cages. <laughs> uh, this is a six and a half chickens in cages. I give it a seven. Uh, I'd give it a six. There we are. Okay. Uh, you can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Instagram and Facebook. We are TFTDS Pod on Twitter and T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. If you like to email us, we love emailing with you Yay. and talking right. with you and finding out more about what you're into. Uh, tell us your monster memories. We love hearing those as well. Uh, guys, did I forget anything? Mm, try, try to, to enjoy, enjoy the daylight. daylight. The haunting sound of my child screaming in the background <laughs> should take you into the week pretty good. Yay. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Belly Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.